Welcome to the Ministry Story Podcast. Today is Monday, March the 28th, 2011. This is episode number 13, and I am your host, David Tonin. Today's podcast is the continuation of the conversation that I started last week with Carrie Burrell. Carrie is the principal and founder of the Resonate Group, and he really has a passion for branding. So last week, if you didn't listen to it, I would really encourage you to go back and hear episode number 12. He clearly defined for us and gave us a lot of depth in the conversation around branding. Today, he draws a link for us from the definition that he crafted on branding, which was all around the relationship side of a brand. And now he's going to link us through to a conversation that it kind of draws us into what most of us perceive branding to typically be. Enjoy the conversation. Can you help draw a, a sort of a line between what the perception that most people have of like, because what you've defined there is not necessarily the initial perspective or perception people would have of what branding is, because they always see branding as the logo or the tagline or, or, or what the, the colors are. And, and though that is part of branding and it is an important part of branding, can you in some right. way draw the line between the relationship, that, that knowable, likable, trustable relationship side of casting the vision and the, and the uh, direction of the organization, that part of branding, to what the icons are of branding? Absolutely. Great question. Let, let me attempt to, to do so in this way. There's, there's two, at least two distinct tracks, in my view, uh, related to that question. One is what I would just call brand identity, uh, or, or what we might consider to be the foundational elements or assets that are, that are utilized in the branding process. I'm talking about logos and word marks and, you know, how that's manifested on your letterhead envelopes, business cards, et cetera. So we make a distinction within Resonate. We make a distinction just to help us uh, be clear in what we're doing. We make a distinction between what we call a corporate identity and then what I would consider to be your brand identity. So a corporate identity is a, we define very narrowly as simply – those basic elements uh, that you that you build from word mark. Uh, let's say it's a logo and or a word mark because sometimes it's both and sometimes it's just a word mark. Uh, but so that's sort of one category. What we just call corporate identity. And when you when we build out letterhead envelopes, business cards, etc., that's what we call a corporate identity suite. A lot of designers and a lot of uh, a lot of people out in the marketplace would call that a brand, and we think it's just really a a brand expression or a, a a symbol of the brand, but it's not the brand in and of itself. And that's why I was saying early on in our conversation that there's a lot of there's a lot of definitions floating that that really fall short of of uh, articulating what what a brand is. So so I would. I would identify the other category as let's let's say maybe brand personality, brand essence, or brand reputation, things like that. And there and there are distinctions even with those three things that I mentioned. But essentially, this is what we call your identity. It's it's really what who you are and how people see you and what what people sense and feel as they interact with you. So, for example. David, if, if I could sort of step into your inner circle, 
uh, or, or not even inner circle. If I could, if I could step into your world and interact with people who know you, and interact with people who interact with you, and I ask them this, I ask them this question: Tell me about David. What they would tell me is really the essence of your brand. They would say something like, "Well, he's smart. He's in, you know, he's creative. He's intense. He's whatever." I don't know what they would say, but whatever they would say, that's essentially the essence of your brand. Well, churches and ministries also have brand essence. They have a brand personality, if you will. And they are either being intentional and thoughtful in, in what they do about that brand reputation and how people think about them and how people feel about them, or they're not. And so visual identity assets, those are just visual expressions but it's the, it's the real meaning behind your ministry that connects with people, and it's it's how you relate to them. It's your behavior, honestly, that develops your brand identity and your brand personality. And that's really, in my view, those are really the things that are critical. So, in other words, a lot of ministries, you know, they get the they get the uh, the visual stuff down. They've got it down. They're they're doing it well, and they're doing it with excellence. But they're leaving off this other really, really critical layer that's, that's about their identity and about who they are and why, why it matters. So visual identity should be rooted in this, what I would consider to be brand personality, and it should be connected to brand personality, but that's really the stuff that matters. How you express it, yeah, it's, it's important, but it's secondary. And it, in my mind, it should flow out of these questions of who you are and, and what you're all about. Right. And I think so that, I like to. I was, yeah, was going to say, I think that sometimes that's one of the challenges that most and I think you're experiencing that, too, is that often church leaders there, they don't think about who they really are and what that personality is, what the essence right. of their organization is, even what the essence of their um, reputation is. Sometimes they can be very different things, even internally in the walls of their church, inside the walls of their church. And then have a, they could even have a different reputation outside of the walls of their church, just based on some of their past um, and some of the ways yes. they've connected with the community or not connected with the community in the past. Absolutely. And, and yeah, I agree with you. And what I see so often is that a lot of ministry leaders are simply not self-aware. Mm. And so they're, they just, they really legitimately are not self-aware. Now, I may be misguided in my understanding of my, my ministry, and I may, I may not have, I may not be accurate in how I see it and what I think about who I am personally and, and my organization and what we're all about, but I do have clarity on it. And so, so I think that's the first step. And so what I like to, to do in working with ministries and churches is say, look, let's focus on your brand DNA. Let's really try to uncover and, and unpack who you are. You know, what is your genetic code? What makes you different and unique? What, what distinguishes you from that church that's across the street? I mean, think about it. Within pockets throughout our nation, there are churches literally across the street from each other. In some, in some places, they're so concentrated, you know, that you've got four, four churches within a, within a, a, square, a square city block. Right. And so it's like, well, how, 
you know, how, how will we distinguish ourselves? And, 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 and are we really thinking about this? Are we really trying to understand it and, and really trying to be self-aware? So for me, it's, I think it's about taking a hard look in the mirror and asking some tough questions about yourself as a ministry leader and as a ministry and as a ministry. So it really is about being very self-aware. It's about having clarity on what makes you truly unique. What is your brand personality? What is your genetic code? What distinguishes you from others? And so the, the, the three ways that I like to, to try to assess this and get a handle on it, and, and just so you'll know, sometimes this can take two days. Yeah, yeah. So I've got, I have an exercise that I do with clients that, that it is a brand DNA exercise. And, you know, sometimes it, it goes rather quickly and it can be a two, three, even four hour process. But recently, it was a two-day process, and we still didn't finish the exercise. Wow. And, and, and yeah, it, so it's when you really are, attempt to be thorough in ask, asking those questions, it uncovers a ton of other questions that you may or uh, may, or may not have answered uh, previously. So I, I like to focus on three distinct questions, uh, three questions that are, that are intimately connected to one another but distinct. The first question is, uh, is, is in relation to core values. What do you really, really, really care about? What, uh, for example, uh, the opposite of this would tick you off and would, would just frustrate you and, and, uh, and, and, and cause you to, uh, to become passionate and, and, and very intense uh, about your perspective on this. What, you know, what, what is that? Uh, I'll give you an illustration. Um, I recently saw a Twitter uh, ministry influencer who who basically went on a, a a tirade over some injustices that he had seen in his own community by another ministry. Right, and he just went off, and I mean, for two days uh, was was ranting about this. Now you can argue all day long about whether or not that was wise and smart and appropriate and all those things. That, so that's a different conversation. My point is, he really, 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 really cares about this issue that he was confronting and that he was that he was trying to shed light on. It's a core value for him, and and so the way how I encourage people to discover their core values is what makes you mad. Well, the opposite of that is probably your core value. So if you if it makes you a, you know if you get frustrated when you see injustice then you probably have a core value, a, a commitment to justice. You probably care a great deal about justice. So that's, that's sort of the first category. The second category is core motivations. What keeps you up at night? What causes your mind to just race? You know, what, what, what causes you to, to, to be turned on and revved up in, incessantly? What 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 causes you know disturbs your sleep? I I like to describe it as this, you know how what are you di- divinely disturbed over? Hmm. What 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 really really motivates you and 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 gets you cranked up and ready to do something? Not ready to talk about doing something, but ready to do something. So it's that that's sort, sort of the kicking that, that sort of holy discontent thing that Hybels talks about. Absolutely, it's it's the exact same thing, and then. And then the third thing is core competencies. What are you really, really uniquely gifted to do and, and, and good at? And I like to think of that in terms of how other people see you, not how you see yourself. 
because let's face it, a lot of people simply are not self-aware and they think they're better at, at something than they are. You know, a classic classic illustration of that is all the people that the thousand tens of thousands that show up to to um, uh, to, to try out for American Idol. Mm. You know, they're they're not very self-aware. Well, we we got a lot of ministries who who are not self-aware either, and ministry leaders, and frankly, they think they're better at some things than they really are. So to do to to discover core competencies well, you have to open yourself up and be vulnerable and ask other people to give you their perspective and to be gut honest with you, mm. even to the point that it hurts. So when you work on those three areas, it's where those three areas overlap. And uh, David, I have a post on this on ResonatorDie.com. And <clears throat> looking back, it's probably not as well written as it could be, and it, you know, it probably needs to be freshened up and tightened. But I think the basics of this this concept are are there. Uh, it's called brand DNA. Uh, there's a, it's a longer title, but it includes the words brand DNA. And <clears throat> essentially, when you discover those three areas, it's where those three areas overlap that you will find mojo. It's when you're in tune with those three areas and, and, you, and you see where they connect, it's there that you're going to find energy to advance your ministry and your organization. So if one of those three areas is missing, I mean, for example, if you're not good at it, you need to stay away from it. Yeah. I mean, you just you really do. And if, you, if, if some people in your church or in your ministry care about it as a pastor, but you don't personally care about it, you need to you need to somehow acknowledge that and be clear at least in your own mind if not with key leaders on why there is no energy behind what what's uh, being advanced within your church does that make sense oh totally totally yeah because because as you know a lot of members get encouraged about and passionate about something and they want to advance it but it never goes anywhere because the key leaders are not passionate about it and so when you're really doing ministry well, you have clarity on where those disconnects are, but that you can be honest and you can be transparent and you can say, well, you know, so-and-so, I really love you and I love your heart for this, but I'm not personally motivated by it. And I know that's hard for you to understand. And I know that's frustrating, but I want to help you, help you do this well, but I want to be, you to, I need you to be realistic in your expectations as to what I'm going to do and what our church is going to do. A lot of tension and a lot of conflict could be resolved if we had clarity at that level. Yeah, and that... Are you following my mindset I, I on am, that? I am totally following your mindset, and where that comes to is it comes to the leaders having a very... They have to be very strong about what they're willing to commit the organization to do and not to do, and and that's where really that sort of razor sharp vision and brand have to connect really well because otherwise they just get, you know, spread all over the place and then they're not doing anything well. Agreed, but let me put a finer point on this. Okay. In in my in my experience in my view in my opinion the the best case scenario is when that organically emerges from uh, this relationship between the members and and the uh, the leaders, because one of the problems I also see is I mean you got and now we're getting into ecclesiology and I, my intention is not to go there, making sort of a, a different point that's connected. Depending on your your model for doing church, your model of ecclesiology, 
you you can you know it can either be uh, congregationally led or it can be more of an authorita- uh, authoritarian model where it's it's led from the top down. From a branding perspective, in the ideal world, it flows out of relationship between leaders and members where there is clarity on what they really care about. Otherwise, you do get all this fragmented mess where either the church is leaning into the leaders to do it their way, or the leaders are leaning into the church to do it their way, which creates unnecessary tension. Ideally, it happens because there is a relationship and it becomes obvious to the leaders as to what organically matters to the, in this particular context, in this particular community, and what this this uh, vision should should be about. And you know, I, I'm all for models where the, the the leaders just you know pump out their vision and and they lead in a strong way. And I get that, and I support that model as well. But you have to figure out what model really works and what for you and what makes the most sense for all the personalities involved uh the key personalities involved in your your ministry right well you've done a really nice job actually circling us right back to tie this second half into the first half which was all about relationship and the importance of the relationship being being part of that um bit uh, branding piece and so I re- really mm-hmm. want to thank you for that. You know, what's interesting is every time I have a Appreciate conversation that. like this, um, it, it just amazes me how, you know, this topic is so diverse and it is so deep. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's been nice hearing your perspective because what it's giving us is a bigger picture, a much more macro view of what branding really is. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. I really, uh, really appreciate it. I'm, you know, very passionate uh, about these things. Um, I, I think they are critical, mission critical, to a ministry leader's or a ministry team's ability to move their for their their ministry forward and really advance it. And by advancing it, advance advancing it, I mean growing it and expanding it and having a healthy, vibrant ministries. And we've all seen the difference. We've all sensed the difference. I'm just attempting to articulate some of the dynamics that are at play and some of the things that I think are, are really, really important and critical to, to help you uh, expand your footprint. So I guess I would, I would say that uh, the, the single most important part of, of doing that is, is about clarity. You know, cl- clarity, clarify, 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 because clarity rules. It really does rule. It is, it is the magic stuff. That out of which emerges your understanding of what it will take to move your ministry forward. Well, thank you for that advice. Uh, before we wrap up today, do you want to just share how people can find you online? What are your coordinates and if they want to connect with you and your the, the, the services you provide and the stuff that you write about? Absolutely. Thanks so much. Uh, our, our main site is resonategroup.com. That's where you can see... Uh, really get a feel for what we do and how we help clients and see our see some of our work. Uh, we are we share ideas and blog at resonateordie.com. So resonategroup.com and resonateordie.com. Those are our two main sites. We've just launched resonatesites.com because we're helping more and more ministries and churches develop websites for uh, and and really try to have a a solid online presence. Uh, then you can also connect with me at Carrie Burrell at K E R R Y B U R A L on Twitter 
or at Resonate or Die on Twitter. So those are two places. And then, of course, you can uh, hit us on Facebook and hit the same two things, Carrie Burrell or Resonate or Die. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and insights with us. Thank you for giving of your time because I know you're a really busy guy and we really appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for joining us today, Kerry. David, thank you so much. It was my pleasure. I'm very grateful for the opportunity. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for today's Ministry Story Podcast. Feel free to post any comments you may have on ministrystory.com. Our podcast theme song is Could This Be the End of the Hiding by The Contact? who can be found at thecontactmusic.com. Please join us every Monday for another inspirational conversation designed to increase ministry effectiveness as we share the greatest story ever told.